0: welcome to real talks the realtor life this is where we talk to real agents about their story and their journey in real estate we'll discuss their beginnings their struggles and their ultimate successes we peel back the layers and deliver a behind the scenes conversation that you the listener can find inspiration my name is nick and my intention is to share the authentic realtor life everyone this is Nick Niaxu with uh, Real Talks Realtor Life and I'm here with Ty Corsi. Hey Nick. How's it going it's a pleasure to have you on the show and um, you are in high demand for my listeners uh, to listen to your story so we're gonna we're gonna dive right in to who you are and and what sort of you know fuels your business Um, but first Ty introduce yourself to everybody.
1: For sure Nick okay thanks for having me I'm humbled that you asked me to be on your podcast, uh, Ty Corsi. I'm with Valley Pacific Realty here in the Fraser Valley in Cloverdale, Langley area. That's where my office is. Been in the business for 15 years. Uh, started back in 2003 at the fresh age of 19. And uh, here I am today, 15 years later, still plugging away and loving it. Uh, yeah, you are you are not more, not as plugging away.
0: You're everywhere, online, offline, mailers it's actually qu- quite awesome to watch you know, i'm i look up to you you know people in my office look up to you and um and they recognize the hard work and success that you have um so tell us about the market that you work in what's your bread and butter
1: yeah bread and butter for me has to be townhouses and condos mostly townhouses that middle range townhouses everything from 500 to seven hundred thousand. That is the absolute bread and butter. That is the new home for new families that are in this market right now, which our prices in the Fraser Valley got fairly high. So that uh, bread and butter, five hundred to seven hundred, is absolutely perfect. And I love to work that market because everybody that buys is excited to buy.
0: Right, and and you're having fun doing it too. That's the really neat thing about what you do. You you show everybody what you do. Um, you know, behind the scenes as well. You're always smiling. You're always you know you have a, like a positive attitude and mindset. And uh, as, and I see that. And is that, wait, is that how you've always been?
1: All the time, Nick. When you get up in the morning, if you don't love what you do, why do you do it, right? So for me, real estate, little background in real estate, uh, my dad is a realtor. He's been in the business for 40 years. So in terms of why I got in the business, it would have to be my dad. So right. he brought me into the business. Um, Dad's always been a type of guy where he's happy with one or two deals a month. I decided that was going to change. And uh, I definitely reamped the business. I redid all the branding, and from there it just it just absolutely took off. And now the dad is uh, pretty much semi-retired. He's just my go-to guy for picking up keys, open up doors, and that sort of thing. But waking up every morning with a smile on my face, loving what you do—it's so important in life. Life is too short not to love what you do. And this business is what's not to love? I mean, I get to work with people every day and sell real estate. Right. So when so when you were
0: 19, and your dad was in was he in the, the pinnacle of his career?
1: Yeah, probably 19, dad would have been uh, right around that time. He probably would have been about four, early 40s, Yeah, um, selling as much as he would sell in a year. Uh, like I said, for dad, it was one or two houses, weekends off, no open houses. It was a pretty lazy, laid-back realtor at the time. I knew that at 19, I would have to do something a little bit different in order to stand out. It's very difficult, very difficult at 19 years old to sell a piece of property. My very first piece of property, I went in for sale by owner, knocked on the door, got the listing. I came outside I went to put my sign in the ground with a hammer and a guy drove up and I wrote the deal in the hood of my truck. That was the very first deal I ever did. I double ended it, which you're not allowed to do now, but uh, I double ended it at the time and I looked at dad and I said, I love this business and I never looked back. Wow. So did you find it was been easy at the beginning for you? There's, there's absolutely no <laughs> doubt that at 19 years old, for the first two to three years, it was very difficult. So right. what I did is I specialized in a certain product. And for me, it was condos. Okay. I became the condo expert. I picked four buildings in an area that I lived and worked, and I hammered those buildings. I would hit them every 10 days with a mailer, and I became the expert in those three buildings. I worked one-bedroom condos. I worked two-bedroom condos. Everybody buying those condos, they were my age. They were 20. Right. So we could work, we were on the same wavelength. And at the same time, those buildings I became the expert in, people called me. In one building, it's called the Highlands in Surrey at 72nd Scott Road. We renamed it to Thailands after I sold 22 units in one year in that building. (laughs) And from there, I just kept rolling with it. I moved from condos to townhouses and then eventually to my farming area. Right. And that farming area is what now? Currently, it's uh, Sullivan (coughs) Panorama. It encumbers about 8,000 homes. Of which I hit every single Monday, uh, my Monday mail out, which you see on my Instagram is uh, seems to, I don't know why it's a little bit catchy with a lot of people now, but every single Monday I drop off 8,000 mail outs to the same farm area, 52 times a year. Holy cow. And, and you're at
0: the print shop
1: every Monday. I'm there picking up every you're Monday. Picking up Monday? Wow. Off every Monday or Tuesday. <clears throat> Um, with mail-outs, I know probably there's a bunch of realtors that will listen into this podcast. I cannot stress the importance. If you're going to do mail-outs, keep it consistent. I I was, when I first started at 19, I went to a lot of sales conferences and I learned on marketing and mail-outs and what works, what doesn't work. I tested a lot. I track numbers. I'm a numbers guy. If you don't keep it consistent, you're just throwing money away. They call it the power of five with mail-outs. And trust me, this works. If you send five mail outs out, the first three, they go straight in the garbage. Number four gets noticed, and number five gets a phone call. If you stick with that program and stick with it, you will definitely get noticed and get calls, but you gotta right. be consistent. So the power of five
0: is your fifth mailer with your, with, you know, recognizable branding right. will eventually you know lead to your probably your first lead. So five. So if, you're, if You're doing it well. Does it make a difference if you're you know once a month or once every week? Will that be consistent?
1: I think if you were just starting out in the mail program, obviously you don't want to scale as large. Right. So I started with 800 houses. Right. Those 800 houses would get something consistently. It wasn't until about that fifth or sixth mail out until I started to see results. Right. So if you're out there sending out one here, one there, once in a while, you might as well just throw your money in the garbage. It's not gonna work. Right. So keeping it consistent is so key when it comes to mailouts. And not a lot of guys do mail outs right now because it's expensive, but if you keep it consistent, you'll absolutely crush it. So you're finding right now in this market that the mailboxes
0: aren't as full because the market's a little bit weaker.
1: Market is a little bit softer. Uh, When it comes to marketing for me, I like to do a little bit of everything. So, as we transition more to online now, more of my stuff will be going more online. Um, I'm a guy that does have a couple bus benches. I'm a guy that does have a couple ads here and there. I like to be everywhere a little bit. I find that's a lot more powerful than having 27 garbage cans. Right. I like to spread it around.
0: Right. Right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So, you're you're basically... In your farm area, a little bit here and there, so they notice you in different in different types of um, media, and um, and then they recognize your name or face, right. right? That's 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 amazing. So when you first started off, I'm going to bring it back. I want to f- sort of figure out, um, you know, you know, you went from 19 to you know selling 22 units in one building, but like who taught you the skill sets um, that that created your foundation? to sort of build off and 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 create that empire um you mentioned going to a conference learning but was it did you have a mentor was your dad your mentor
1: um for me dad taught me the bones of the business and when i say bones i mean being honest if i was to give one piece of advice in this business of starting out in any sales business it would be as honest as you could ever be because if you're honest with people it'll come back tenfold when you lose a listing when you don't get a deal when you don't get upset you don't burn a bridge if you're just honest with somebody business will come back right right so that's sort of dad taught me the ropes of the bones of the business when it came down to actually building the business and the structure Uh, it would be reading books going to every single conference i would never miss a conference real estate related i would go to everyone right i don't care how much it would cost if i could come out of there and learn one little piece it was worth every cent right so for me that was that was worth it right? did you have did
0: you have a mentor though like outside your dad in the business and you, somebody who you asked questions who looked up to
1: somebody who was absolutely you know yeah there were there there, there but, are a couple guys that are retired now but at the time I did look up to right. them a uh, couple guys that were with Home Life Rob Drysdale was one of them I don't know if Rob will listen to this but Rob was a Home Life Titus Delta guy when Delta at Home Life Titus right. was around and uh, he for me he taught a lot about customer service to me okay back in business so I learned a lot from Rob Drysdale I of course watch the high producer guys and I try to pick up a little bit of each of their right. what they do um, even though I don't do the volume that a high production guy does picking up a little piece of what they do to try to learn from my business and grow my business is worth worth every cent. so you so you were a sponge of knowledge you were picking up
0: pieces from here and there you know from your dad from reading conferences you know um
1: certain things that other people were doing and you're in your creating Thai courses I've Nick I've been so driven from such a young age right at 13 years old I had 19 lawns in my neighborhood I was cutting and that's how I started business I just love to work right I love to work I love to get up and work hard and work for a dollar right and nowadays people just sit back and have such high expectations of everything that they do (laughs) Uh, to get up and be self-employed and have that fire under you every day it is hard it is so, so hard. Right. So creating new content and creating new <coughs> ideas, my mind never stops. I'm always thinking about it. Every single night I'm thinking about stuff. And I know you do too. A new, a, a new video, a new a angle. A new video, new content. <clears throat> we yeah. will talk after about online content and video content for you guys out there that don't do video. I tell you, if you don't do video over the next 12 months, you will be crushed. Yeah. I
0: completely agree. Yeah. And, um, and innovative video as well. I mean, get... It doesn't, and and when you were starting your video content, were you kind of nervous around the camera and not sh- not sure you're about your angles or your tone, and then eventually you just don't give, a, uh, yeah, right, and you yeah. just do what you, you just your personality shines afterwards.
1: I think that's it. I think if people see and hear you all the time, they'll know who <coughs> you are already, yeah. and that's so important for video guys. If you're not doing video. For me, I have one up on all of you if I'm up against you in a market evaluation because right. the people already know who I am coming in the door. Right. It's so important just to be you on camera and de- and deliver content which the audience can learn from. Okay. Right. They can't learn from a video of you doing 39 sales this week. That has absolutely no power and impact to anybody out there. Right. But if you do a video on the importance of um, the legalization of cannabis that just came into play and how that affects the real estate industry. I had so many messages yesterday on just a couple of quick tips, but it's content that the audience can learn from.
0: Exactly. So keep it. So, the, keep so one is, so I find, and you agree or disagree with me, it's the information that you deliver. And then two is keeping their attention. So what, what made you jump into a pool with your suit?
1: It's it's all about um, this happened. Yeah, it's all about content, it's all about keeping it going viral. You know, you have to keep creating new ideas to capture the audience. When it comes to video, if you don't have your audience in the first 18 seconds, they're gone right okay and that's what they say about video if you have a 60 second video 18 seconds for you better deliver some good content or you're going to lose your audience right so for me i'm always trying to think of something unique something different captures the audience screenshot of something super unique they're going to watch that 60 second video
0: so all this is not just to show the world how good
1: you are it's it's how much business do you get off your social media Last year, so I track a lot of my numbers. Last year, I did over 100 deals, MLS, off-market, new construction. Then yeah. I did 108 deals last year. Uh, 42 of those deals came off of Facebook or Instagram. No kidding. Uh, if you were to figure that out in terms of an income, it's fairly, fairly decent. Yeah. Uh, that is just organic growth through
0: Instagram or Facebook. So 40% of your business was from social media last year
1: online leads i would say last year the (coughs) online industry as a whole exploded yeah through instagram through facebook that sort of thing and videos and i i ran with it i just i kept going with it i kept delivering good content i kept my audience there um i would post regularly and i would post things that were people would put enjoy watching right right Uh, my personal life on there, there's a little bit of personal life, but in terms of what I do behind the scenes, I keep that fairly private. Yeah. And, and, I, and I like to be sort of a private guy with my private life. Right. But for my business, I'm all out there. You get to see me every second of the day, what I'm doing from morning to night. And I love showing the process.
0: Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's, you know, and it's authentic, too, because the amount, the amount that you post, I mean, there's not a lot of time for editing. Just shoot it
1: and post it. Just shoot it and
0: post it. That's it, right? Yeah. The more
1: times you're in front of the camera, the, the easier it'll get.
0: So right. So if you're
1: wondering out there, I know you're a lot of you are sitting listening thinking, I should really do video, do it. Because the earlier you start it, the better your videos are going to be in a few months. Right. It just, it just mean, it's just better with time. It's just like it's some, is this like anything. It's, it's just a practice. better with time. And people, they accept being real. They accept in watching and listening to somebody being real. When you don't script something, it's so much better. Right, it's so much better. I find that with video.
0: Right, so you did a so you did a hundred and four deals, one hundred eight last year. Uh, and yeah, over right. over forty percent. Let's talk about you know how you structure your work in your business. One hundred eight deals is a lot. Um, like many people might think, like wow, he's he's out there doing his you know you're seeing Ty, but he must have an army of people behind him.
1: I really. <laughs> Last year, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I did burn out a little bit. Okay, right. that was a lot of work on my own. I have since hired a full-time uh, person, Diane. She works behind the scenes with me and does absolutely all of the conveyance, all of the paperwork, all the back end, um, all the follow-up, the leads, showing, settings. She does all that stuff. Now, could I use another guy full-time? I could. Right. I could. Uh, but I just I'm all about personal service. Right. I find that. Bread and butter is between 12 to 20 listings and don't get any more than that. And you can give and, div- and just give everybody absolutely full service. Wow. Yeah. So
0: one man show, 108 deals. With
1: well, dad, dad, that's, dad was there. Dad's a few keys, but well, yeah. uh, well, with he, dad, he, was, he was there helping out. I'm not going to yeah. leave dad out of the picture. Dad was there helping here and there, but yeah, it was a, it was a busy year. <laughs> I'm, I'm so grateful to work with, such amazing people that refer my name. Um, I'm just, I'm humbled. I'm absolutely humbled to wow. be able to do that kind of business.
0: I mean, that's very health. It's very healthy business, but you're right. It's not sustainable for
1: your own um, health. No, it's not. And I think for 2018, I realized 2017, I hit a certain number that I've always wanted to hit. I've always wanted to do hundred deals. In right. Each. I did that. Um, so 2018, I decided that balance is my 2018 goal uh, for you guys out there that do work day in and day out. Balance is really the key to life. Right, it is balance. If you can find that perfect work balance with the perfect health balance and perfect family balance, that is life.
0: Wow. So you know we're not going to talk too much about your personal life. I know you're very private, but you you somehow managed to be in a relationship. Yes. I'm during a, this during this time of her,
1: 108 deals. in a relationship with a great person. Uh, she's very, very supportive. She's also a realtor as well. Right. So I get to come home and talk real estate and uh, <laughs> go to work. But we do we do have a great private life. That's great. Yeah. We enjoy each other's company. And she
0: gets it. She totally gets that's, it. That's, and she supports it. That's so important, that's right? So important. Yeah. Um, so what are your... What are your aspirations moving forward? Because you know you hit 108 deals. Now you're finding balance. When you and you create that balance, now what? What's next for Ty?
1: Nick, I think you know I will move more towards helping people relieve some of the pressures of the work day in and day out. Some of the small things. It's really hard to do a lot of the small things yourself. Right. Um, you know, delivering flyers. And putting up signage, things like that, which I love to do myself. I simply just can't do all of it. So I will bring on somebody to help me, you know, relieve some of that pressure, of course. And moving forward, um, still just perfecting the balance of my life, doing a lot of reading, taking a lot of time for myself as well. um, And just enjoying it because life is really short and we need to take time out and enjoy it right
0: i agree yeah i I absolutely agree you have to have um even being a hypocrite but you have to make some time for yourself but you know what but you love your job it's not even a job
1: it's it's part of your life i do and and that's one thing i wake up and i i love what i do so you can't wait to do it so i can't wait to do it i can't wait to help somebody else when you go to phone somebody up and say we got the house we got the deal or your house is sold subject removed i mean it's a great feeling because right. those people have been waiting for that call for so long, and I'm just—I feel like I'm with them the whole way, right? And so these little relationships that I develop for the for the seven to ten to thirty days that each person has, um, it's it's definitely an addiction, you know. Right. I love, I love helping these people and and the whole process.
0: Right. Wow. So. Wow. Wow. That's that's that's. Great. The here is refreshing. The here as well.
1: I think I will get into coaching eventually. Yeah, I think I'll get into coaching. I can't see myself developing into that. So probably within the next five years, I'll get into coaching. I'll be releasing coaching videos, lead generation videos. I found effective ways to to make it work, and I would love to sort of share that story with everybody. So
0: yeah, I think that would be very helpful for definitely our listeners because our, our the listeners that listen to Real Talks are looking for nuggets of. You know of, of answers of what to do because when you enter into this business, you know what's a you know w- you must get a lot of messages, I get a lot of messages. I'm a new realtor. what do I do and it's frustrating because that's a scary place to be, and I was in that position, and I'm sure you were in that position at some at some point Everybody as well start somewhere exactly and um what do you say to these people um, when they message you like what do you you know is I, there- think,
1: I think what you have to remember. Is that you're not just gonna start and do 100 deals. Right. Okay, it does take time. And what you have to do is you have to structure it where your core sphere that's around your life are the most important people that you're ever gonna deal with when you start out. Mm-hmm. You don't really have any past clients, you don't have any past sales. So you wanna get the 50 people that are closest in your life and you just wanna bombard them with information and what you're doing and how much passion you have for your work right that sphere will just grow your network will grow and from there it'll just branch right out so in your opinion what's a cost
0: effective way because new realtors do not have a lot of money what's the cost effective way of doing that
1: so what i did when i first started is like i said i started working buildings with high turnover so i picked three or four buildings with high turnover and i would flyer those buildings And they would get a flyer from me every 10 days. There were 62 units per building. Everybody got a stamp letter from me at the time when stamps were 50 cents. (laughs) That wasn't too bad, right? Right. That was 35 bucks out the door, a letter about myself, maybe about a past sale in the area. And I would keep that consistent every 10 days. That is a relatively low cost for the effectiveness of that letter coming through their door. With a signed letter and a card, always personally sign it, that is powerful. And that works. I guarantee you that works.
0: To personalize, um, <clears throat> that's right. People will always open up a personalized envelope. Always, always. They, you know, you don't get that too often now. Junk mail or ad mail is always is always printed. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I, and it's exciting to see something personal in in the mail it and is. you and,
1: you'll, and you will read it. it you will read it and for out there if you guys want to think of another little idea another <coughs> little tip if you don't do birthday cards this year alone 14 deals off birthday cards okay 14 deals from a birthday card wow. every single person i meet their birthday is tracked they get a personalized birthday card signed by me with a little note in it every year that is the most important thing you could ever do for somebody because nobody sends them anymore it's too expensive for postage, so that's I'm right. the only guy coming through the door with a mailed birthday card.
0: Wow, incredible! So fourteen ends fourteen ends this year off of st- strictly from a birthday card. Wow, that's yeah. that's that's great, great advice. That's great advice, and and people remember personal touches because it's effort, effort, Nick, effort. That's right. Um, so going back to um, real quick i just want to say, 13 to 19 you were an entrepreneur obviously because you're cutting lawns and i want to sort of pick that brain because you are you are an innovator and a go-getter what did you so going so what did you do did you go to you didn't go to university did you
1: no I went nope. to college for Col- yeah. about a year and a half of marketing and i thought well i like marketing but I'm going to take this to real estate and just dive, go, go right into real estate. That was estate. it. That was it.
0: Yeah. And you always had a hot mindset of like, and you, so you're cutting lawns. Did you do anything else in your, in your
1: teens? Cutting like, lawns, worked for Patterson signs and put there you billboards go. all around Vancouver. So that's, there what go. I, that's what I used to do. Um, driving around, putting up billboards. I did that right until I was 19 and um, 16 to 19. That was a fun job, but you know what? An hourly rate for me wasn't it wasn't for me.
0: No, it doesn't just, drive you. No,
1: it doesn't drive me to have the same consistent thing every single two weeks. So you
0: are a natural marketing guy. Like if you were gonna be a natural athlete, you'd be a natural marketing guy. That's what that's what that's what wakes you up. Innovation like, now it makes
1: sense. It's it's extremely hard to wake up every day and <coughs> chase a paycheck. For me it's never been a problem. Never been a problem. Because one piece of advice that my dad taught me, most important piece, I think I'll never forget it. If you if you never think about the money, the business will always come. Okay. If you put money always ahead of the game, nothing's going to come your way. Right. Never think about the money. Always think about the personal service. When you give a hundred and ten percent to each client, business will come.
0: And that's all about your intention. If your intention is just to make a buck, it,
1: people will see you won't through you. It. They'll see that you're a sales guy. They'll see you're pushy. Nothing's worse than that. Yeah. Everybody has to agree. Nothing is worse than a pushy salesman.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: So if you just let people make their own decision and you take a step back and give them options, the business will come. Take that in. That is
0: a nugget out of this interview. That is a, that's That is pure class and genius. <clears throat> so write that down, New Realtors, because it's very easy, especially with all the media, television shows the commissions and the numbers that think that you're going to make a lot of money in this business fast, you vary what you could, but if that's your top of mind, you will not do it.
1: That's, that's a real piece to, to take away guys. You, you always think about the service, right? If you're just out there and you're going to talk about how much money that you're going to make, you're going to get crushed. Right. Okay. But if you step back, if you let people make more choices on their own, will come to you right and did you did you have any low points in your career 2008 our economy of course 10 years ago right took a change changed a lot Um, when you go from consistent monthly deals to pulling back and having nothing for five and a half months wow that drastically affects your thought process on the business Uh, that's what had happened in 2000 2008 2007 when the market changed Uh, I went five and a half months without a deal. No, So I was also taught from starting the business that you should always have six months worth of income in the bank. Always, no matter what. Always put money away because when you do a deal, 90 days down the road is when you get paid. So always put six months away in case something like that happens. And luckily, I am very reserved about that. And I was okay through that. But five and a half months, by the time I hit the fifth month there, it was, it was upsetting. It was very frustrating. You're banging your head against the wall. I'm doing the exact same things I was doing a year ago that were providing, producing results. Right. And when you're not getting any results, it is very frustrating. That was a very low part of my career, not doing any business for five months, not feel like I'm providing at home. It was a tough time. Wow. but the market that all, eventually came back. They, they, absolutely. It came up really well, but probably taught you some very good habits moving forward always fantastic habits i mean you have to go through those lows to learn how to get through it right it's not going to all be highs especially in this business
0: yeah prepare yourself it's manic it's a bit manic it is yeah yeah, absolutely but it's fun
1: yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) it's not boring um so as we wrap up here i'd like to ask Everybody who I interview, one question. And, for, and that question is, what single piece of advice would you give your younger self on day one um, of starting your business in real estate?
1: That's a really good question, Nick. I haven't had a lot of chance to think about that. I, you know, at 19, in terms of where would I be with my business, I never thought any, any clue that I would be where I am today. All I know is that I had to keep my attitude positive. I had to wake up with a fire. I had to be positive all the time. Being humble in this day and age, it cannot be more important. I mean, for me, anybody that knows me, humbleism and being humble is a huge takeaway in business. People can see that through somebody. You will get twice as much business if you're authentic, genuine, and humble. And Mm -hmm. at a young age, I always kept that mentality. I kept that thought process. I'm never going to show off what I earn, what I buy. I'm going to keep it private. And for me, that's just who I am.
0: Wow. Very powerful. Um, So tell
1: everybody where they can find you online. You guys want to follow me at soldbytai on Instagram. Follow me on there. Um, Dan and Ty Corsi on Facebook. Uh, Instagram is, is a huge platform that I use. You can see all my video links on there. Um, it's something I use daily, so follow me on there.
0: That's great, and I'm going to be posting um, his social media links on the, um, the, uh, the bio of this blog post, so you'll be able to see that. I would suggest following Ty. It's fun. It's, uh, it's sort of a fly-on-the-wall type approach to his business. You're going to learn a lot. It's educational and uh, you're going to see what it takes to be a successful realtor um, in this market and how to innovate. So you know, if you can
1: take any bits and pieces from Ty's business. um, Remember one thing, guys. You don't have to work with a huge brokerage to get huge business. My firm is the smallest firm in the entire Fraser Valley. There's three people at my firm. I have proven that you don't need the big name to get big business. It's all about the brand. It's all about the person. Remember that.
0: Amazing. Thanks Ty so much for being on uh, episode eight here at uh, Real Talks. It's been an absolute honor to have you here. So
1: thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Okay. Bye guys.